Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, everyone. We were having some technical difficulties, much like the Toronto Maple Leafs had difficulties <laughs> with everything tonight. I'd like a confirmation to see. Um, is a chat? Um, can you guys see the game? I mean, sorry. Can you see us speaking? Don't see the game. The game. Don't watch that game again. <laughs> just a, just yeah. a way for some confirmation here. But that was something, wasn't it? I mean, I I think I, I think it's only apropos that you know we have these streaming issues because the game the team has technical issues all around. Right? Yeah, they're they have issues all over the ice right now. So all it's fitting that we had a bad start as well. <laughs> terrible, absolutely, just terrible. I'm just gonna confirm. All right, so everything is good. Yep. We are live, we are live, live. Okay, that's the first time I was happy about the Leafs today was <laughs> us being live. Well, Armand, you know, I got to tell you, I didn't think so when I when I was you know talking about this game and I previewed this game on my on my socials and I said, you know. I I, th- I didn't think they could have a worse performance than they had against um, against San Jose. You know, I said, you know, this is a competitive team that they're playing. You know, I said, you know, I think the Leafs are going to come out and play a competitive game. And you know what the Leafs said? Want to bet? That's what the Leafs said. Well, you know what? You can do it at Sports Interaction Canada Sportsbook. Football continues. The World Series has started. And the puck has dropped on the hockey season. Bet pregame, live in play, or one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Yes. So like I said, you know, I thought that, you know, going by the Leafs script... As uh, because I've, I've I'm kind of convinced the Leafs at this point are like run by somebody making a Sims account, like playing the Sims. So usually they go by a certain script of you know play terribly against a bad team and show up against a good team. Not not tonight. They did not show up tonight. No, they did not. Firstly, just want to say that ad transition has was ten out of ten. You like that was it, perfect, eh? yeah, beautiful. You like that. You like but that. uh, Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, um. Again, you know, at the with the Sharks game over when I was on with Harnish, we I kind of talked about how I expected them to make a better, you know, a statement game out of that because of the Vegas game. And that was just two nights running where after a pretty embarrassing loss, they come out looking awful. Like there was nothing positive about this game other than, again, Samsonov played well and I thought Camp had a good game. But other than that, no one showed up. Like not no one, not a single player. I thought showed up other than Camp and Samsonov. That's two guys out of like twenty. Yeah, it's... the guys, the guys of which, yeah, Camp and Samsonov, who combined for literally like a million dollars in salary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are like the it's... only ones who showed up. Yeah, absolutely it's, it's fantastic. Sad. Yeah, I mean, at some point we keep saying that you know they're playing down to their competition. They're playing down to their competition. And, uh, you know, they're playing uh, below their means. And at, at what point do we just say this team is just mediocre and not very good? Like, I know we have these superstars, but I, I don't think this is a very good hockey team. They've gotten markedly worse since the playoffs. Uh, you know, if you think about it, they lost Kasha, Spezza, and Mikheyev and replaced them with not much, right? So this team is mar- is has has devolved since you know six months ago and the rest of the league hasn't the rest of the league has gotten better so that's kind of where we stand right now 
Yeah, it's tough. Like, I don't think we're as bad as we're playing. Like, I don't want to say they're, you know, this is what they are, because I think they have more to give than this. But I think it so. is fair to say, <laughs> yeah, I think it is fair to say that they lost a step since last year. But last year was a 115 point team. You yeah. know, playoffs, we're not considering playoffs in this. This is a regular season game, right? So, you know, I still expect them to be like a 110 point team. You know, especially like going into the season, like we got worse, but did we lose any key pieces? No, not particularly. Well, I guess Campbell is a key piece, but goaltending hasn't been the problem. Everyone thought goaltending was no, going to be the problem going into the season. Right? It was an upgrade, yeah. And that's not like Samsonov was fantastic today and the entire team failed him. Absolutely. You know, and Shalgren last game, the team failed him there too. You know, it's just... The team is not playing well, and I don't think that'll be the norm throughout the entire season. But I, I'm i just, like, pissed off. I don't even know what to say, like, for the this game. Like, I had a bunch of notes, and, I, like, usually I make notes every game, and I just stopped after this, like, the first half. There's no point. This, this team doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, they don't. I, I stopped making notes, so, like, I always have, a, I always have just things that I'm going to discuss, like show notes and things that we can kind of riff on and, and really discuss, and... I think I started to like play with the audio and just start getting things going. I, how what good that did me playing with the audio, <laughs> but I, I started to set things up before the game started because I'm like it was like five minutes left in the third. I'm like they're not going to do anything. I'm not going to really miss much. And I, lo and behold, I didn't miss much. Um, yeah, I mean the third period. You know they had a chance. That was a one goal uh, difference going, heading into the third, and they have a chance to at least win the game. It wouldn't be pretty, but no. they could win, right? And then the Sandine play. For the four-two goal, Dean. You know that reminded me. That was such a. That was the Jake Gardner special. I don't know if you remember that game. There was that game in against Colorado um, many years back. I don't remember the player that that stripped him. Up. It was like it was at Scotiabank Arena, which was, and I was there, and he got stripped of the puck, and whomever the the player was of Colorado scored on a breakaway, and he got booed the entire night every time he touched the puck. I'm like, this is. I felt so. Bad because I don't believe in booing your own players, but I wasn't one of those people. But yeah. you know, it was that was rough. That gave me those just Jake Gardner vibes, and uh, yeah, and then obviously our 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 everyone's favorite Leaf, like the Leaf that's probably gonna that everyone's just gonna rush and buy their jersey. Justin Hall also had himself <laughs> a game today. Ah, uh, yeah. man, I felt bad. Like so, every time he so he was kind of responsible for those first two goals with the power play, and then. With both power plays, right? Like, he was responsible for them. And I love how broadcast always shows the face of them when the goal goes in. And they just sh- do this, like, pan of the sad face of the person. And I'm like, I feel really bad. But, man, I, Justin Hall, man. it's He's just the next Leafs defenseman whooping boy. And Wow. Yeah. Our friend yeah. Hall. Um, I mean, Hall kind of deserves to be a whooping boy right now. It's funny how you, you compared the Sandine play to Gardner. Because I saw a lot of comments comparing Hall to to Gardner and Gardner's better than Hall to be yeah. like first off but like it's just very you know the plays we make are very prone to mistakes and it, it's just bad like it's just bad hockey it's bad fundamental hockey that's really what I saw today was bad fundamentals we tried to do way too many cute little passes that resulted in turnovers you know there was uh firstly the Engvall oh, uh play turnovers on the PK where he passed first. Why is Riley? Why was Riley jumping up on the rush when you're on the penalty kill? You know, we didn't, we didn't have a clear entry there. 
There were, like, yeah, why it could have been if it was 5v5, but who does that on the penalty kill? We, we were at our own blue line. <laughs> and then Engvall tries to make a cute pass to him. Just get it down the ice. You're on the penalty kill. It's okay. You don't need a scoring chance there. Where's Especially the aggression the, the rest of the game? Five on five, where's yeah. the aggression then? <laughs> it, it's brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal plays. And even on that, that Sandine goal, you know, Hall took a pinch there and it was an ill advice. Like, to me, it's everything wrong with this team right now is decision-making. Oh, They're making yeah. stupid mistakes. And that's, you know, it, I think it's time to just get back to the fundamentals of hockey and just try and get things on net. You know, the very stereotypical get pucks in deep, put things on net, create chaos in front of the net, and just work like that, you know? Because I think a lot of our identity, at least when Keith was first um, employed as coach, was a very puck possession-based game. It was to turn back, keep possession, look for an entry that looks good, blah, 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 so on and so forth. When we are not playing at our best and we can't string together a good pass like it just doesn't work you know i'm okay with dumping it on that end fall play rather than going for that entry especially if it's on the pk that's a bad decision i'm okay with hall playing a little uh more conservative and not taking the pinch there to hold it in the zone when it was ill-advised these guys are clearly off their game oh yeah every aspect and now they they struggle to have any identity because they can't hold the puck they can't play the key style of of gameplay because they have no puck (laughs) possession abilities because every pass misses every pass misses every single cute play that they do to keep retention of the puck misses and they can't do anything else they just give it up constantly and it's brutal it's brutal you know the stats in this game the advanced stats like are so surprising to me like they were they they look somewhat fine because the shot attempts sort of equaled out and the expected goals equal yeah everything was very even and i'm like no the hell it's not no no it was (laughs) not not at all we looked like shit the entire game other yeah. than the power play goal that we got in the first penalty kill we had, we looked shit the rest of the game. 5v5, penalty kill, power play, all of it. We looked like shit, complete shit. It That's was true. trash. Yeah, and the thing I want to talk about is like, one thing, you know, we can always talk about the periphery players like Justin Hall and them, but Justin Hall is in a position where he probably, he's too, he's elevated in, a, in the lineup where he probably shouldn't be, so it's Hard to dunk on a guy who's just in a spot. Like, if I was, like, the CEO of Apple, for example, and I made bad decisions, I, I, I'd, you would feel bad about dunking on me because you would <laughs> dunk on the person who put me in that position, okay? Yeah, but, but why is he in that position at all? Like, I, I, I do agree with your point because he's also only getting $2 million. Yeah, and, like, you know, you could say that's an overpay, but even if it is an overpay, it's an overpay of maximum $2 million. He's not a top a lot. guy. And they keep- yeah, exactly. So I understand what you mean, and it is sort of unfair to put him in that position. But why is he there in the first place? I mean, you know, it's a, it's a lack of depth, and, and that goes to, obviously, the const- I mean, we could talk about, this always goes back to the same topic of the Leafs, is the construction of the team. And, you know, when you heavy up investment for, when you put all your eggs in that basket of the core four, if those guys don't perform, they're, they're screwed. Like, I yeah. did not realize if you told me Austin Matthews was out tonight and was injured I would have said oh okay I guess he's injured and I wouldn't have and then I'm like oh 34 there he is you know yeah. he was sad at the end of the game I'm like I didn't notice him like I did not notice Austin the Matthews only, the only bit. reason we would have noticed him is because he took two penalties that's true yes he did two, two that's two. it he was a net negative today like he was invisible when he was on the ice 5v5 
Yeah, and, like, I wonder uh, what's going on. Like, I mean, I, I you know, we don't want to, I don't want to obviously, you know, we're, we're not the type of show to just attack players yeah. and be like, what's what, you know, but what is, what's the issue? Is there an in- lingering injury? Is there something going on? Or is it just uh, a lack of confidence? Like, what, what do you think it is? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. You know, <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, I like yeah, genuinely I don't know what to do to fix this team right now. I don't know how we can cuz we don't really have a ton of room to maneuver roster-wise. Uh we don't have you know a ton of options on the back end with all the injuries we have right now, which I wouldn't say is necessarily a fault of 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 Dubis. Like I thought we had enough defensive depth going into the season. We had like eight guys who have who played in the NHL last year. You know, it's unfortunate I would say that we have like four injuries on our back end right now that, you know, is kind of hard to navigate, especially in October, which was a pretty heavy, heavy month for us and on the middle of a road trip and blah, blah, blah. But uh, like the, the excuses end because it's not an issue of just losing games because they look like they're being out talented. You know what I mean? No, like, just, I mean, that's like, not the issue here. They don't they look invisible. Like they're, not, they're not even playing. So they don't. Yeah, exactly. They, they don't look like they're working hard. They don't look like they're working at all. It looks like they're just yeah, like four chilling f- out. So they're, <laughs> like, they're they're four and four and one, right? So if yeah, if they were playing really hard and you know just buzzing, dominating possession, shoot, like getting the pucks on the net, and it just you know it just didn't work out. That, that, I don't think people would be as upset. I don't yeah, think fans 100%. would be upset. But you know, I see the fans like on Twitter or like you know wherever reddit and they're saying oh oh it's just early in the season it's early in the season. no it's not it's it's not the fact that they're losing it's how they're losing so if they would have yeah. won some of these games i would have still thought in my head i'm like this team is still in trouble like it's still yeah. in trouble even if they pull these games out because they play with very low effort like low motivation low urgency and i don't think you like at what point you know, you've had two coaches, seven years. I don't know if you can teach that anymore. Like, yeah, what do you uh, have to do? You know, before, like, this is a weird, I guess it's a bit of a unpopular opinion I have. I don't think they should fire Keith before making a roster move. No. Because to me, that is just, that is just giving them another out, like the players. And I don't think they deserve another out here. Like, if this play continues and it goes into, let's say, the end of November, which was when around Babcock was fired, I believe, at least, um, you know, let's say like 20 games into the season. And let's say it's shit throughout that entire way. And then Keith gets fired. What's changing? Realistically, you still have the same core and you still are going to have to work around the edges there like completely around the edges there. So if shit actually goes down where we have to make a big change. Like, we know Keith was, we know what Keith was talking about in that All or Nothing series. You know, we know what Keith has been talking about throughout the entire, you know, entirety of his career here as a Leaf. We're talking killer instinct. We're talking playoff habits early on in the season, constantly playing your best at every point, you know, at every game, no matter, no matter what, no matter if, even if you're winning, you play playoff hockey all the time. Yeah. And, when this team is bad, it looks like they're star players and everyone else around them. Like, they're not even trying to play playoff hockey. They look they're like not, it's like the hockey no version of Space Jam and the Monstars took their soul. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if, exactly. someone, if someone that can is... make a low-budget hockey Space Jam with, like, 
low budget Looney Tunes. That's what it's like. And yeah, like if you have to tell guys to work hard or to be have a killer instinct, that's a problem. I don't think you can tell people to do that. Like there was yeah, like, like that's a problem with the guys. Yeah, like, like was it was it the was it the the Vegas game where he's like, guys, you gotta skate, skate, skate. Yeah, we gotta skate. It's like. <laughs> That would be like telling me, like, we were on a podcast, and I would be like, Armand, talk, talk, <laughs> talk, podcast. Like, or if I'm, I'm at my job, it's like, do your job, open your laptop. That would be my boss. Hey, why don't you open your laptop? Yeah. At some yeah. point, it's um, it's concerning. And I don't, and then you say a big roster move. And I know Steve was saying, I can't wait to see the LFR, too, because it's going to be a... Yikes. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be, he's gonna, the camera is gonna melt from the anger. But what he was saying too, and I agreed on the latest podcast, was, um, you know, they need to trade. They, they need to roster shake I've been saying this for years. But the problem with the NHL is, you know, that's not available in the middle of the season. Like, you don't see yeah, these tough. big blockbusters like a, like a Tuchuk move in the, and like a Tuchuk and, um, yeah. Huberdo. Yeah, Huberdo move in the middle of the season, right? Like, you don't you, yeah. I, I, you don't see that very often. It's not like in the NBA where you had, like, you know, yeah. like a Ben Simmons for a James Harden insane deal in the middle. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, the Leafs are bad. Um, they're going <laughs> to they're gonna play, so I guess, and it's a good thing that they're playing a very bad team tomorrow, right? Because, you know, you know they're going to get up for that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what do you, so what do you, so what do you think? I guess they're gonna have to go with Eric Schalgren again, and that yeah, poor they're definitely man. gonna go with Schalgren, and he hasn't won yet, and uh, poor man, not his fault at all. Um, yeah, I, if I was a goalie on the Leafs, I would be really pissed right now because they do not help like anyone. They out need like hazard pay or something. Man. They need yeah, to like honestly, yeah, they, like, <laughs> they deserve some extra money for the therapy. They're every getting. goalie that comes through here, I feel like they they age like ten years. When they play here, like it's like you know when Obama was in office and then he like he started and he was like his hair was gray by the second term. Like they're yeah. they, like yeah. I feel it, like it every... must be stressful, honestly. Oh, like Stamsonov, this game could have been like six two. Like it could have easily two more goals could have scored to, could have been scored oh, easily easily. Samsonov made two amazing saves um, that were just like I thought were sure goals. So yes, I guess like that's the one positive. Uh, that I can like take out of this game, but yeah, it was it was rough. And you know, tomorrow, the one good thing about tomorrow is it's the last game of our road trip, and they can come home. And I don't know, I don't know what if that changes anything. But at the least they're out of the road trip with the team. It's it becomes hard to like analyze like for for us because we're <laughs> yeah. just like we don't know. What like, do you we, do? What do you do? Yeah. They just they just make it up as they go along. Like anyway, but. Another thing, so this is one thing I noticed. Uh, some other takeaways from this game. Um, the Kings helmets. Uh, I saw you tweeted, you like them. <laughs> no, I hate them. I hate you them. hate them. They all look like I conspiracy said, theorists. They all look like tinfoil hats. Nice. I, lo- like, I love the Leafs jersey, but yeah, the chrome domes. Oh, They look like tinfoil hats. They're just like, Not like hey guys, you know the earth is flat? Like They're just like, <laughs> I feel like like Adrian Kempe is just going to tell me why like there's chemtrails in the sky or something like that. Look a little cryery on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Um, another thing that I'm gonna, and I think the chat, I feel like a lot of fans are gonna be passionate and agree with me with this. Those damn moving ads on the boards, kill them with fire, destroy oh, yeah, I them. Know. I think everyone hates those. Just, but okay, listen. 
it is what it is. Okay, we're not. I, we're never going to win that fight as no, a consumer. <laughs> listen, no, no, listen. And I'm not anti-advertising, right? Because listen, I work full time in marketing, um, and I'm in a podcasting world where we live off advertising, right? That's just the game. Same with sports. I have no problem with the ads that um, the fact that the what that they're revolving and they become different. That's fine because you know you don't notice them. But when you have Enterprise Car just going, when the puck is going. Yeah, that's shit, man. Dude, I'm like, what are you doing to this sport? I you, don't like the animated ads at no, all. No. They're so distracting. You, you're like, you're going to ruin the game. And you're trying to get fans. You're trying to get fans in the US. You're trying to make mainstream appeal. You're trying to put this on ESPN. You know, and like, what do you think people like that? Yeah, and hockey already is a bit hard to follow if you haven't watched it before because the puck is like very tiny compared to the Yeah, they to had to sports. put a fire emoji on the puck back in the, the 90s for free. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, so uh, it doesn't help when you have a bunch of distracting things dude, on the ice or right beside the ice with oh, a bunch of moving parts. It was stupid. Like, it was really Come dumb. on, we don't need that. Like, I get, like, like the, the dynamic ads, I understand because you want to reach the consumers that are watching the game because the ads in the yeah. building apply to the ads and locally. That's fine. We get it. As sports fans, we understand the mechanisms. Like, we're all adults here. But, God, you're ruining the game. And yeah. you know you know the suits right now are talking. Like, they're all, they're all like, this is great. You know what's next? On the ice. Revolving <laughs> ads on the white. There's so much white space there, you know. Like, you can really put some more stuff there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's... Uh... It it is what it is. It's never going to change. So I've learned to just accept it and try to ignore it the best I can. But yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's it. Well, Honestly, it's... I would rather watch that than what the Leafs were doing on the ice today. So oh yeah, no, that, I noticed this in the beginning of the game when I had hope yeah. that the team was going to be good. Like this is just my hey, early. Hey, we broke a streak. We got the first goal. Yay! I was like, wow, for the first time you. since against the Caps. Hooray. Like it, I didn't play time, well in the first period, but you know, like okay, got the so first goal. I remember back in like 2019 and like 2018, like around that time, like like the offense was 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 unbelievable, and then we all knew what the problem with the team was. We're like, this team has no defense to speak of, right? Yeah. At least then it was kind of like this is an 18 19 range. Like after that, yeah, it yeah. became a disaster. But we kind of like said, okay, let's get Jake Muzz. Like we had you know outs. Like this one, it's like if. If ever there's like the problem with the team is the offense right now and the defense and everything, but <laughs> yeah, it's really everything but gold. But when the offense is bad, that's where I get angry because I'm like, this is this is everything you you this is what you constructed it to do. Yep. If yeah, a hundred percent. Like, wh- if the offense is bad, then what what do you have? Yeah, you're paying like four guys on the offense, I like four million forty, yeah, forty million dollars, pretty much, something like that. Yeah. Um, that's money. That needs to show up every day on the ice. Yeah. You know, that you're getting paid for that. You know, you're getting paid to show up every single game. And I understand that sometimes you'll have off games. Sometimes you'll even have slumps. <laughs> it's ridiculous that they slump together. All You know together. what I mean? Like they do like what when they're playing bad, everyone's playing bad. There's no there's nothing to be optimistic about right now because everyone's shit. Everyone. Everyone has like was playing like shit, and you just need someone, one of these big guys, to actually like have some drive and go to try not to like do something cute with it and just play hockey the right way. John Tavares at least today was pretty good, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's not 
it's bleak. It sucks because it's just like, yeah, what are you supposed to do? How do you navigate around this without making a monster trade, which could end up being, you know, something that's, uh, you know, impulsive that ends up making your team like, you know what I mean? It's a like making a very big trade right now. Uh, it could also be very risky. You know what I mean? GMs have TVs too, and they have the they 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 see the team. They're like, do you don't think that like twenty or sorry, twenty nine other thirty one other GMs are are like yes, let it let us pick off these players right now. Like, there's a lot of them just about their Kyle Dubas's phone is blowing up with just like you up, you up, <laughs> you up. Yeah, yeah, and like, I'm sure. Like, I'm almost positive that the moment we make a big move, who, whoever gets traded, if they do. Will end up going Hard and being trophy. amazing and winning a fucking cup because that's Pierre just Engvall. exactly Watch. what Pierre Engvall is going to get yeah. traded and he's going to become <laughs> he's going to a forty goal score. He's going to be Brad Boys. He's going to go Brad Boys on our asses. Yeah, like it's um, it's bleak right now. And okay, the one thing I will say that can change that Keith can do right now: split Matthews and Marner. Yes. Why have we not just just try it? Just do it. Just one game. Just split them up. They. Yes. Clearly, you're not playing well together right now. Like, yeah. just change something and change something drastic. Don't just move Kerfoot around because, like, he's a tangential player. Yeah, and he should be. He's, he's getting the least by like a third out of everyone on that line. He's a role player. Change yeah. one of the big things and just try. Just try it out. Like, fuck the egos. We're yeah. done with egos here. Agree. We are well past that Absolutely. point. You've lost five first rounds in a row, and you. Absolutely, you've already got a coach fired. You're on your second one, and you're on a bad streak. Change it. Your it does not matter anymore. I would like Like, to see, and I've seen this floated online. I don't think it's again because of ego, because of contracts, because of everything stupid. They're not going to do this. But why not have like one of Matthews, one of Marner, and one of Nylander on each line? So three lines. So one of them on the third line. You could have three good lines, like. You know, why are we stuck in this mindset? I feel like, you know, hockey, it's like, it's like you're a second liner, you're a third liner. Like it becomes embedded in their identity. But yeah. you just try to win a game. Like, for example, I was, I was compared to basketball because I'm also a huge basketball fan. But, you know, teams, they'll have sixth men and they'll try different, they'll stagger out lineups and play with different guys. Like why not have, you know, you could have, for example, Marner on a third line. Just, just for example, for fun. Just put him on there. Put him, just have him play make for two other guys just to make that line go. Like, why not? I like I like trying stuff wacky when things are going wrong. Like yeah, that I four, to, yeah. That four forwards was yeah, actually kind of great. Fun. That was actually that was kind fun. of cool. and they and they drew a penalty there too. That looked good. Like you can't do that but, all the yeah, time. Yeah, it did look good. Yeah, obviously you can't do it all the time. But, but you that do is something wacky. that I want to see. But what I like, yeah, exactly, 100%. You got to do something wacky when things aren't going right. And to me, the biggest change that they like haven't made, like the biggest change to this team would be tinkering with that core, right? Yeah. Rather than tinkering around the edges and changing up the camp line and changing whatever. Tinkering with that core would 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 yield the the most results, whether good or bad, you know? And they haven't tried it in like what? Two and a half years since Keith came on, I'm pretty sure Matthews and Marner have been stuck together like glue. Yeah, right? and it's been effective, but uh, at some point, like the thing with hockey is for some reason, and I, I, this is something I don't understand, is it works like what happened between like May and today where they were, were cooking, and now they're like, no, 
not anymore. We're just not good. I don't get yeah. like, that's hockey's a weird sport, and like I guess it's very just like the chemistry just gets is so fragile. Yeah, that where where these guys just all of a sudden don't play well together. Like I don't get it. But yeah, I, I have think one on each line. Try it. Anyway, go on. Yeah, I have no like what's it called concern long term about Matthews and Marner having chemistry together. You know what I mean? Like. I know they can work together, but when it's not working, it's okay to split them up. It's okay to try something else to get them going, you know, to get into a rhythm. I feel like that that's the issue is like we aren't in a rhythm and then we're trying nothing and then we're still not in a rhythm and everyone's like, oh, what can we do? It's like change something. You know, tinkering around the, around the edges can only do so much. Tinkering around the edges helped camp. Right, yeah. Camp has been fantastic three games in a row, in my opinion. Camp is going to be right? a, Camp is a cult hero in Toronto right now. <laughs> and the only thing that changed was putting Engvall on his line, and that obviously created something good for him. Um, but Camp can only have so much effect on a game. You know, he got a goal in uh, against the Sharks, right? And he drew a penalty in this game, and he looked fantastic. Um, but that's all. Like that's more than expected. From a guy who's on the fourth line making 1.5 million and is entirely deployed in a defensive role. He can only have so much impact on the game. And we, I can't expect anything from him. So why why aren't you changing shit with the guys that actually have impact? Impact. And it's like this guy, David Kampf, like I remember like I remember listening about when he was signed that even Steve did not know who David Kampf was. And this is the guy that played the best. Out of everyone, God bless him. He's a great player. I like these kinds of guys, these kind of lunch pill guys. But yeah, he can't be the guy that we notice the most. That to me is just <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Like like <laughs> even the... like I commend Dubis and his uh, scouting staff for being able to find guys like Michael Bunting, yeah. David Kampf, even Ilya Samsonov, who are you know providing value at a very you know. Uh, low rate of, yeah. of cap at least um but you can only get so much value when you're going in the bargain bin right you yeah. need your guys who are taking up the majority of the cap to play like they're taking up the majority of the cap you need them to be however much you know percentage is actually allocated to them uh level of impact you know you need matthews to be like 12 percent impact on the team like it's not <laughs> you can't win with with that much of your um roster that's elite playing like they're not elite and it goes back to the comment that Keith made several games ago that oh, caused the stir don't 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 say it again you're going to offend like you're going to you're going to break people you're going to offend them right gonna, like it's just like that was why that did was, it, why was that even a thing and i understand so that the media silly. partly so silly. partly made comments about it and uh that obviously um increased it in terms of I said the, this with Lauren. how much they had to talk about it. I said this yeah. with Lauren in the other stream. I'm like, if you if that's offensive, then like like okay, he literally said these guys are elite. Like he didn't say like he didn't say that this team is trash. Every one of them is trash. If I could send them to the ECHL, I would. <laughs> if yeah. he said that, okay, fine. He said like the most innocuous thing. Like any grade six teacher would say, you're very smart, but you're not working hard enough. Yeah. She didn't say, hey, idiot, work harder. Like, he didn't yeah. say that. So, Well, 
to be fair to the players, at least right now, we don't know what that conversation about clarifying it was. Because the way I kind of heard that, at least, or the way I want to interpret it, this is my copium talking right now, yeah. is that uh, the players were more angry that the that Keith said that to the public rather than just keeping it in the room. And that's the only reason that I can think of being mad about it because they don't want to have to answer it to the media as well. But at the same time, it's like, you know, <laughs> I think Keith does owe an explanation every time he steps in front of the media as to how this team is playing. That's oh, his yeah. that's his job when coach. he goes to the media. Yeah, You can't be angry at your own coach, like, telling it like it is. Like, you weren't, you weren't elite against Arizona. That's true. You weren't elite today. That's also true. It's okay if your coach says it. You don't have to have the fucking conversation to clarify what that means. Yeah. That's not... Again, I I understand that, but at some point you have to you can't be that thin skin. Yeah, that's what, that's what like, I mean, right? Did you like, not see? I don't know if you saw this in, in the in, in basketball, but uh, not to bring it back to basketball again. But we're like the Minnesota Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns like called his second like the the second the, the best player on the team said he should stop eating at Popeyes. Like he's not taking care of his body. He said that in front of the media. Okay, I don't know if you who, saw. Who did that. you say that about Anthony Edwards? He said Anthony this Edwards, about, yeah. and he said. He's eating like he's not taking care of his body. He said that now that is bad to say in front of yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. That's that. Yeah, but, I can understand being mad at that, but like, jeez, like, man. Like, anyway, ah, before we go, we got a few minutes left here. Uh, what did you think about Philip Crawl getting his first oh, NHL action? Yeah, I thought he was pretty steady. I was not expecting to see him on the penalty kill, uh, which I thought was very interesting because I don't. I'm not like I haven't watched much Marley's games, but. Yeah, like watching him before, I didn't think his play style was really like penalty kill suited. He sort of seems like more of a transition player, um, but at the same time, I thought he was pretty steady for the most part. I didn't notice him too much, which is good. He took a shot uh, that uh, ended up creating some chaos created in front chance, of the net. Yeah. yeah, created a chance, and I thought that was pretty solid. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> funnily enough, I think he was like one of the more like non noticeable defensemen today. Uh, in terms of just that's a good thing yeah that, that, that is a good thing i mean that in a good way because i don't want to notice my defenseman unless they're scoring goals um which they haven't been if you haven't noticed so yeah. uh yeah like out of all the defensemen i would say he's probably like top two in terms of impact today like sandine had a horrible game hall had a bad game i don't think riley had a good game i don't think brody Riley's was had pretty a lot of good games at all yeah brody's been decent um and then who am I missing here? Oh, Gio had a good game. Yeah, Gio I would put up there too. Other than the penalty he took. But otherwise, I thought he had a good game. But yeah, it's it's uh, your debut player who's you know on the third pairing, right D playing his offside, which he doesn't usually do. Shouldn't be in your top three defensemen in terms of impact on the game. Yeah, it's... He played well, but that's that's not a... Like, I don't know. Compared to the other people, that's not really a, an Which achievement. Is, as you can <laughs> see, we're very flustered here because of <laughs> yeah. the, the team is just a flustering team. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely intrigued. I'm going to be in Buffalo, so I probably will not see the Anaheim game, but I will be following. Uh, I am absolute, like, it is going to be so intriguing how they come out for that game. Like, if they were to lay another egg against Anaheim, who, like, is 
the worst team in the league, right? Like they got passed by Vancouver, who we all thought was the worst team. If they do that, like, like I'm, I'm will be glued to my phone, glued to Twitter to see what's going to happen because at some point, at some point, something has got a shoe has got to drop, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, and that's like the biggest problem I have right now is like I don't get how these guys like. Okay, firstly, I don't know what their effort level is like in their own minds you know they might be really pissed off at themselves and i have no idea it just doesn't look like that way and on the ice or with their body language at all but you know i'm not going to claim like i know what they're thinking uh but my whole issue is with like they seem somewhat like non-driven for how much is on the line if that makes sense like yeah. your entire executive team right from Shanahan down, like Shanahan, Dubis, Keefe, and then literally all of the players right now, like no one has any safety here no. when it comes to roster decisions here. Like Shanahan could be fired at the end of the season. Dubis could be fired. You know, we've already talked about him not uh, getting an extension midseason. Dub- Shanahan has already told Dubis that he will not be getting an extension midseason. They will wait till the end of the season to see if he deserves it. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, his job is at stake, Shanahan's job is at stake, Keith's job is at stake, and literally the entire core's job is at stake here. Yeah, it's 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 an existential Where season. Where is the drive? There is no drive to, like, there's so many people's jobs on the line here, and you can't fucking play hockey for, like, 60 minutes? That's it? You never know. I mean, Armand, have you ever, have you ever like, knew you were going to leave a job, and then you just kind of mailed it in? <laughs> yeah, you just... You never yeah. know. I mean, they could just be quiet quitting, as they're saying they on the did LinkedIn. They that with Babcock. So. They, they could be quiet quitting, as LinkedIn is insane. Anyway, everyone, <laughs> listen, we have run out of time, uh, just as time may be running out on this core. Uh, that was a really good one. I like that. Uh, <laughs> but we'll, we shall see. Uh, tune in tomorrow. It will be you and Harnish, I believe, after yeah, the game. Harnish and I will be doing the Ducks game. So uh, It's an 8 p.m. I'm- start. Yeah, at least this was a 7 p.m. game. I didn't waste my entire sleep schedule for uh, watching God, a dog shit loss. I so bad for you guys for that. I had, I had three hours of sleep on my Friday. Work but anyway, make brutal. sure you guys tune in to see them break down what will either be a, a catastrophe or uh, a happy little uh, reprieve from all this stuff. So thanks again, everybody. My name is Fuad Suleiman. You can follow me on the socials at, at Fuad underscore sports. Armand. My name is Armand Puntiki. You can follow me at Armand Puntiki on Twitter. And uh, yeah, have fun, everyone. Keep fit and have fun. Be safe. <laughs> Keep it classy. Bye, bye, I don't know. I'm working on this this outro. Take care, everybody. <laughs>